great having you along. Good to see you. Cool. Arthur, you're back. He's back. Good, good time out there. <laughs> Arthur didn't ask you to hop on up, but you know, <laughs> you can't resist, can you? Thanks, Tony. <laughs> and, uh, Look. Thanks, thanks to River Life for your support while we've been yeah. out there. How did it go? It was hard. Hmm. Very, very, very dry. And there's been a few spits of rain here and there. Uh, the, the, it's amazing how positive the people are. But I guess so many of them have been through the situation, the droughts and the, the floods and the pouring rain. Mm. Um, but yeah, they, they were fairly positive. There's many, many a problem. Uh, one particular family, they'd uh, been tossing up for a, over a week or 10 days what to do with the cattle and they finally decided that they had to, had to get rid of them. The markets were way down, they, they weren't going to get their money back on them. Anyway, they herded them into the yard. Then we had the, we had that few spits of rain the night over the night, which made it impossible for the truck to come in. So they didn't know what they were going to do with them then. Mm. So, mm. yeah, just situations like that. Okay. We were able to pour a bit of hope into some of the folk. There's one chap, um, a wonderful Christian gentleman. He and his wife uh, had a beautiful relationship with the Lord, but. Uh, she died earlier this year, and he was finding it very hard mm. uh, to carry on his own, but he was so happy to see us, and uh, yeah, he, act he actually cried with, with the love of Jesus through that, and we feel that we were able to support him in that regard, but yeah, a wonderful opportunity, and I, I thank the Lord, and I thank you, folk, for Good your support you. in that regard, mm. so thanks. Tim. Good that you went out, mate. Really appreciate that. In that ministry in there, and it must be tough, hey, from just even those short little stories of what you've shared with our country folk. Hmm. Let's have a quick prayer for them, hey, Lord. Um, we come before you and we recognize that um, you don't ever suggest that life will be easy, on the contrary. But we would just pray that the hope that you can bring into people's lives might be able to be experienced in some of these um, families who are doing it tough. And we thank you for the simple joy of Arthur and the, the team that he's gone with to be able to sow some of that just love and care into somebody else's life, into another family's life and families for that matter. And so we just lift them up to you this morning and wherever they might find themselves and whatever that... There might be a moment of joy that you can bring into their, their life this day and this coming week, Lord, as they continue to farm and struggle at times in that. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good to have you here. Great that you've greeted one another because we're family, yeah? We're community together. We just want to highlight a couple of things this morning, a couple of uh, little ads coming up on the uh, screen. Obviously, you know, this coming Friday is the Community Carols here at Blah Blah, so we'd love you to come along if you'd like. Um, uh, gates open at 5.30. M will be busy by that point, won't you, with chocolate and lobochoc and stuff and everything else. 
it's different. That's the AGM, which is today as well, yes. Um, next slide. Right, that's the one. Fantastic. So that's happening next week. On stage is happening from six onwards. Um, fireworks somewhere time between around about 7.15, 7.30. Be great to have you along. Next one. What have we got? No, there should be a whole bunch of other ones. Might fire, because that's... That's last week. It is, but that's okay. Maybe I've got it wrong. Right? I'm just going to continue on and talk about stuff because that's what I'm good at. How about that? Um, next week, we're beginning some crafts during December. And uh, next week, we're going to be doing some advent calendars. Now, they're a little bit tricky, but I'm going to be preparing a whole bunch of stuff this coming week for you, so it's because I know I've worked out how tricky they are and me and my hands. But basically, um, this is what our little advent calendars will look like. If you've never made one, well, fantastic, you're, you're about to. And there's a, there's a couple little models. There's this type of ring, a bamboo ring, that you can hang your 25 or so um, little gifts from. Now, what you put in those boxes... Um, Items like this that you can bring along as well, these are mine. Right? Um, but you can bring those along and whack them in. Um, we'll have 25-odd um, Bible verses for each day during December that you can use and put in there. This is another one that I made earlier. Uh, so you can obviously get a, a bigger piece of driftwood and hang 25 of them. On there, I made these boxes. Well, Bunnings helped me make the boxes. Um, but uh, we end up putting some boxes together, making those, and we can put some Bible verses and little treats inside of them if you'd like. That's next week, okay? Um, there's plenty of this gear to be able to add and so on. But what I'm going to try and do this week, I'd encourage you, if you can, to try and find... Oh, here we are. We've got them now. Um, um, so they're the next three weeks of what we're doing. 3rd of December, Advent calendars, 10th of December, um, some decorations and food is on the 17th of December. That's what I thought. Anyway, we'll see how we go with that. Um, so 3rd of December next week, what you'll need, bring something to hang your calendar from. If you wish to use one of these uh, bamboo circles, you can so you can do. Um, I bought every single one of them at every Bunning store between Maroochydore, Nurseville and Gympie. So if you go online and look for bamboo circles, it actually says sold out. And you know, hey, that's our pasta. He bought them all. How about that? All right. But they're four bucks if you want to use those. Or can I encourage you, you know, a bit of driftwood is pretty good as well. You know, and you can hang 25 even from that section. I'm going to continue to, to do that. Um, and inside of these boxes, obviously, is a Bible verse for each day. And you can put something else in there if you, if you so wish. The other opportunity is to just bring a board. All right? And to be able to put some boxes. We've got a whole bunch of boxes. But if I can encourage you to try and find some stuff of your own, it would be really helpful. And we're going to be putting those together. They do take a little bit of time, so we'll have some morning tea. We'll be doing communion as well, and then we'll just enjoy creating these, you know. 
And you might think, well, hang on, I don't know whether I'm going to actually use it. Well, think of perhaps a neighbour or somebody else that you might be able to gift it to. Or um, your kids, here's an opportunity just with Bible verses each day of the week and for the kids to go, well, today's my day, I'm going to be opening up this one and tomorrow it's another child to open up something else. An opportunity just to walk into the time of Christmas. So we'll be doing that next week. We saw the others that are, are coming up as, as well. Um, just to change things around a little bit for church and just to embrace, as you know, our festive season to actually enjoy Christmas and a lead up to that. Uh, next slide. Is that it? Boom, there we are. Another one. We have a Christmas Eve uh, Sunday, uh, the 24th of December is actually Sunday, if you haven't um, uh, looked at your, your calendars yet. And so we'll be doing a Christmas Eve uh, Sunday, 9.30 here. Um, the theme is preparing the way star service. So come with a little bit of expectation there, something a little bit different. Uh, we'll be enjoying our time together, but there won't be any Christmas Day service, Okay. We normally do one or the other. This year, we're doing the Christmas Eve. We're not doing it in the evening. We're doing it in the morning. But uh, come along to um, our Preparing the Way staff service. It'll be a bit of fun. Right? So that's just to give you a heads up of what's happening. Yes, I know it's still November, but uh, it's very soon to be December. So it's all, all happening. Okay, I think that's it. Is it? Next slides for the message. Cool. Okay, let's pray. Father God, we continue to, to worship you. We've done so in song and our team has led us to just open up our hearts and our minds just to the reality of your presence and to be so grateful for Jesus and to be able to sit as children of the Most High God in this place. And if you don't know that yet in your own life, you don't not sure whether you see yourself as a child of God, then you can find Jesus in this place. You can find the love and the warmth and grace and forgiveness that only he offers to bring about just that beauty of restoring relationship with God the Father. A deep love and desire to know you. And he does know you by name. You can find Jesus in this place. And so, Lord, we come with our hearts, our minds, just open to you and just the way in which you go about just speaking to us. You've been doing that this past week, this past year, in so many different ways. And you can do that this morning for you. So we invite you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. The last few weeks we've been just doing a, a short series about um, the gospel according to you, the good news of Jesus. What is, we've been terming it, terming it as, what is your gospel? What is your good news? What difference has knowing Christ in your life had and is continuing to have? People have a desire to know that. And there have been various 
doctrines and viewpoints about what the good news is. And we've looked at a little bit of that, about Reformed tradition, and evangelical tradition, prosperity doctrine, and, and, and so on. Because sometimes we like to form our own sense of what and who God should be, or what I need God to do in my life. And that can become very dangerous. And the good news of Jesus wasn't about one particular doctrine of justification by faith or by um, um, predestination or you know how we sometimes can just grab a hold of one particular aspect and go, that's it there. They're having too much fun up there. Crying out loud. What are we going to do about these kids? Anything? It's great, isn't it? Join them, absolutely. Uh, and so we've been looking at uh, what is the good news of Jesus? And it sounds like the kids are enjoying some of that at the moment. And today, um, I wanted just to pick up on, today it's about bearing witness, the good news of Jesus. There's a woman who wrote her own uh, diary or journal Christian woman in 182 AD. Her name was Perpetua. She was uh, 22 years old, uh, married woman who lived in Carthage, a city in the Roman province of Africa. And she had just given birth to her first child. And she was arrested for being a Christian. Her sister in, in, in Christ, um, Felicitas, was also pregnant, she was a slave girl, and she was jailed with her and killed as well. But Perpetua, during her time of confinement and her later death, in that time of confinement, her father brought Perpetua, her infant, to nurse, her child to nurse. And he repeatedly begged her to renounce her faith in Christ for the sake of her child, for the sake of her family, for the sake of her husband. And she ended up saying, just as a vase is a vase and nothing and not something else, so it is that I am a Christian and not someone else. All she had to do to go back home to her child to her husband, to her family, to her life of privilege, was to say, Caesar is Lord, to recant her faith. Instead of saying, Jesus is Lord. Replace one word with another, that's it. And her father begged her many times to recant, but she just kept saying, I am a Christian. On the day of her martyrdom, Perpetua and the others went joyfully to the amphitheatre. Perpetua began to sing, and at this the crowds became enraged and demanded that the prisoners be scourged. She was then attacked by a mad cow and struck by a gladiator's sword. Perpetua screamed as the sword met her bone. 
Most of her fellow Christians in her company that day were killed by wild beasts. But Perpetua died at the hand of a gladiator who was apparently inexperienced and nervous and so she guided his wavering sword to her neck. First Peter 2 this morning. Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires, to wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Peter continues, Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people. But do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honour the emperor. Slaves, in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. Not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to you your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, it is commendable before God. To this you were called. Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. That you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. And when they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who just justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray. But now you have returned to the shepherd and the overseer of your souls. Why were Christians such a threat to Roman society. I mean, when you think about it, what harm did they bring? What hardship, what threat, what pain to society did they bring? Because the scriptures highlight, as we've just read some of it right there, to honour the emperor. Christians weren't about violence, but actually it was incompatible 
in being a follower of Jesus. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hurt you, persecute you. They paid their taxes. They were taught to love. They were the first group to provide welfare to the poor. They were the first group in history to provide a form of hospital to those in need. So why were they such a threat? Or perhaps I could say, why are we such a threat to society? It seems that certainly in Roman times, they didn't like anything that wasn't Roman. It was a little bit different. Well, okay, as long as it's happening over in Galilee and it's just a small uprising, that's no big deal. But we don't want anything to threaten the way of wit that we live, our standard of living, the way in which we do life. And so as long as that's kept right, that's fine. Sometimes I think we're just repeating ourselves in society. Don't create too much fuss in the world. Don't stand up. Don't just go along with everybody else and everything will be fine. Why were they such a threat? It seems that Christians were seen as a threat because they sought a higher moral standard of love, of compassion, of acceptance, slave or free. And this upset the Roman apple cart big time. The main threat was because they declared Jesus as Lord and not the Roman Empire. That Jesus was the ultimate authority upon which all must bow, not to Caesar. Another, uh, an author wrote, Rome tolerated religious diversity as long as the real religion of Rome was honoured, which was Rome itself. Christians viewed their faith as the ultimate against the pluralism of the Roman day. Nothing like today's culture. Human rights were a strong belief of Christian slave or free. And so why even join this type of a group? It was because they chose to live differently. Chose? Because Jesus led them to choose differently. To love one another. Multiculturalism. To not turn, to not have favourites. He taught them to love across all socio-economic lines, to care for the poor, to share possessions, to be resolute against child sacrifice, that marriage was unique, to be non-violent. They experienced something real, though. It wasn't just always about um, ticking these boxes and living differently. There was something that when somebody experienced and came into the presence of Christ and received Jesus as Saviour and Lord, there was a transformation. There was a transforming power. Something shifted. It wasn't just the tick-the-box stuff. Something 
impacted their lives. And you could say, well, I know for, for my life, part of the good news of Jesus was coming into a church and being received just as I am. That was powerful for me. Never experienced that. It was, well, hang on, you've got to tick these boxes before you're fully going to be accepted and whatever. And so the good news was, was brought for, for me in, in the form of an invite to church and to find a community um, who was willing to receive me. And that opened me up to, well, hang on, I'm not used to this. What is it in your life that has taken place that I am so impacted by, I want what you've got. And the word came, let me tell you about Jesus and the way in which he receives you. Whether you're on the top level on the Titanic or on the bottom level of the Titanic, I love you all, you're one. They experienced something real. This is why people wanted to be Christians. This is what the good news was. It was something that impacted not just, oh, this is a new way of living and these are the laws I'm going to live by, but it was something that happened to the very soul and being of a person within their very heart that it was almost difficult to explain, but the joy came. And it came to Perpetua as well. They experienced the risen Christ. There was an encounter to the point where people weren't afraid of death. And to a society, any society, that spells danger. Because a human being who isn't afraid of death even can have a huge impact upon the world. Jesus writes in, Jesus writes, Matthew writes in Matthew, Matthew 5 about Jesus and he uses these words. Blessed are you, Jesus says, when people insult you or persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. And that's not because of I'm standing up for Jesus and this is my placard, but it's about because of the way that I live. Blessed are you. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. If the point of life is not about career moves or pleasure, if it's not about just happiness or feeling good all the time, if it's not about feeling cool or well-dressed or just enlightened, if it's something more, if it's about deepening your relationship with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit through surrendering, through self-giving love, the end result is a better world and perhaps a dangerous world. Paul writes, the love of Christ compels us. In other words, to give this away. The love of Christ compels me to tell you to be the good news of Christ in whatever situation you find yourself. The love of Christ compels us. That's something that happened there, hadn't it? 
within a person's life. It was powerful. And so Peter says, live such good lives among others. It wasn't a derogatory term, pagans. It was just the way that they spoke then. Live such a good life among others that they might see who you are and see the power of Christ at work and say, I want that. Matthew 5 again, 14 and following. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. So in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good dudes and glorify your Father in heaven. There it is. Good news. The power of Christ at work. And so can I encourage you? The call of Jesus just isn't to preach the good news. It's to be the good news. To embody the kingdom of God's. The kingdom of God. In Acts 1-2, it says, You will be my witnesses, not my salespeople, but my witnesses of the goodness of God. Live in such a way that gets people to beg the question, what is it? What is it about you? I see you going about your life this way. I see you being more generous than, than would be normal. I, I, I see you willing to honour people, to give time and, and care. And let me tell you that the more that I talk to people, whether it's here in the school or whether it's down in the community down here or wherever I might find out myself, I'm discovering more and more a deep-seated loneliness. We have not got time to stop and listen to other people share their real heart, their real hurts. Time is just so valuable. What is it about you that makes you actually interested in how I'm really going to bear witness? Live in such a way that begs the question, what is the good news within you? Invite people to the table of Jesus. Invite. Can I dare you or challenge you over this next four weeks, maybe even this coming week, to invite not a friend, to invite not a family member, to invite just someone you, you happen to know to come over for a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, to sit with them for a few minutes and take interest in their lives, to invite them to your table, to practice, not necessarily this week, but to practice spiritual disciplines, the apprenticeship of Jesus. We're going to be talking about that later on in the AGM. The early church was the hospital. Today, we can still be a part of that. I've mentioned loneliness. I think the family unit is under extreme threat. Perhaps it's always been that way. But parenting, marriages, relationships, mortgage stress, 
financial stress. And I think we can have a role to play in alleviating something of that level of stress to give people our time, to bring health to the body, mind and soul of a person in Jesus' name. But can I encourage you as we close, you can't give something away that you don't have yourself. If you haven't encountered Jesus in this way, the good news of what Jesus brings into your life, not just it's not about just, oh, well, Jesus brings me a family and that's what my salvation is. There's something so much deeper and more. It's the Christ himself. Can I encourage you this morning, if there's a moment of something that's happening within you, wherever you might have come from or be going to, if you need prayer this morning, if you want to invite um, the freshness of the Holy Spirit to come and renew your heart or mind this morning to do that before you leave, don't get caught up in the conversations and so on and so on. The Spirit of God is saying something to you this morning. Get prayer. Get somebody, anybody to pray for you. I encourage you because we all want to share the good news. And that is something that is deep within us all to pray for one another. I still have yet to come across somebody who says no to me when I say, would you like me to pray for that for you? Happened this week in my work, in my experience. People who aren't Christians who are very much open to Christianity, to what the gospel incorporates. Prayer, love, care and concern. They're a little bit concerned about the church, but they're not concerned about you. Let's pray. Father God, we... um, Thank you indeed that you first spoke to us of the good news. There was somebody in our life who came along and in whatever shape, way or form, they displayed the love of Jesus. And we are so grateful for that because it led us into something much deeper and greater, Lord, where we encountered the living Lord, the living, resurrected Jesus Christ. The Christ, the Son of God, Jehovah Jireh. So we thank you indeed. And we would just pray that as we go from this place, that Holy Spirit, you would just remind us throughout our week when we come across people at a checkout, a coffee shop, wherever it might be, just to have an opportunity to be good news to that person, to a neighbour, to someone who we can see is doing it tough that day. For we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and sing a final song. If you need some prayer this morning, you can come while we're singing or you can come after we've finished. Uh, But I encourage you to do something now if the Spirit of God's been speaking to you. We're going to take a break after our service, just briefly for five or ten minutes, and then we're just going to move into our AGM as well. Let's stand together and sing.
this morning give you thanks for the good news of Jesus that's come into our life, for the difference that you can make, Lord, for the difference that you have made. And we would just pray for this coming week and this coming festive season, for this month, Lord, the opportunity to be good news to those around us, despite, Lord, what the world may say, despite anger, disbelief, whatever it might be, to find ourselves like Perpetua, to be the good news, to show love, to lift up the name of Jesus in deed and in word. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Great to have you along this Sunday. Um, probably just give us uh, 10 or 15 minutes just to get set up for the AGM that um, 